Genesis 37. Genesis 37. And we're going to go to fifth verse. We have been, over the last few days, doing a deep dive into Joseph. And the thing about uh, Joseph is, if you don't know the story of Joseph, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you pretty quick. Uh, God began to reveal to Joseph that he was going to use him. And he gave him a dream. And Joseph went and told his brothers the dream. And they got mad at him and threw him in a pit. Uh, they were going to kill him. And his oldest brother said, no, we can't kill him. Let's put him in a pit. And then we'll figure out what to do. His oldest brother had the plan of, of getting him out of the pit and delivering him. And then they sold him into slavery. And then from slavery, he ended up in prison. And then in prison, he went to the palace. And he became second in command to the entire known world. And he, and I want you, this is the part I want you to pay attention to. And he fed the world in the time of crisis and famine. And the reason why I emphasize that piece is because in the season we're in right now, uh, if you are watching uh, the economy, if you're watching the stock market, we were just talking in the office about uh, the way the stock market, the bond market, if you want to know where we are economically, uh, there are three things that you should pay attention to. It's the housing interest rates, it is the bond market, and it is the stock market. And they're all interdependent. And as you watch those three indicators, I mean, there's more, but I'm trying to give you a high-level uh, run here. When you see what is going on today, uh, you have to begin to realize that we are in a time and a season where things are getting ready to change. And I don't know about you, but if Abraham begat Isaac, and the Bible says that Isaac sowed in that land in a time of recession and oppression and famine, and he reaped, while everyone else struggled. And then Isaac begat Jacob. And Jacob begat. They come from a long line of people who understood that no matter what happened in the world, you starting to pick up where I'm going? This is why I'm, 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 I'm a little heartbroken that some of you missed it. Because it, it, it was so important for us to discern how to operate in some of these things. Because as the body of Christ, you know, it, it's, it's frustrating when people come to you and they say, you know, Pastor, I'm struggling. I need some help. And we'll do things to help people. We do it all the time. But to give somebody a fish is one thing. But to teach them how to fish, to get into position ahead of time, so you're not one of those people that act like you just heard it for the first time when all hell has broken loose. Because I best assure you that when it does, there are going to be people in this room that are going to be in position and ready. Because they're the Josephs. They're the ones that already saw it coming. They're the ones that suffered through the struggle when no one else would do it. 
It's, it's sad to me how people will work harder for someone else than they will for themselves. Anyway. And Joseph dreamed a dream. And he told it, his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. <laughs> Look at somebody and tell them the things I learned on the way to the palace. <clears throat> you know, you can't tell everybody your dreams. Because your dreams attract haters. And there's nothing, there's nothing like, go to verse 18, same chapter, verse 18. <clears throat> and when they saw him afar off, even before he came near them, they conspired against him to slay him. And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. <laughs> I've been called a lot of things. <clears throat> you ain't going to offend me calling me a dreamer. Because, see, a dreamer is someone who sees something that not everyone else sees. And the fundamental problem with telling people what your dreams are is that it invokes a response, whether good or bad. Not everybody's happy that you make it. Not everybody is standing at the finish line. Some people are sitting at the finish line to see if you will make it. Some people are standing in the middle of the race to try to trip you up when no one's looking. Some people are running the race beside you, waiting for a moment to beat you. And, you know, we find ourselves in the midst of all of these people, but it's amazing to me how Joseph, as, as the son who was not the firstborn, is being handled by his father as if he is. And, you know, that, that elicits certain issues because now I'm the firstborn, but you're treating him like he is. I'm supposed to get special treatment. See, as parents, you know, you're, 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 you're never supposed to let your kids know you have a favorite. Right? You're not supposed to let your kids know that because you'll create... But here Joseph is like, or, or Jacob is like, this my favorite. And I'm going to make him a coat. So that every one of you know, when you see him, that he's my favorite. So now every time he walks by, you got to sit here and be like, oh, there go that dreamer. Which, I mean, I could think of some choice words that would not include dreamer. <laughs> but the reality is that the reason, and this is what you have to now pay attention to, because this is why people hate on you. This is why people struggle with you. Pay attention. It wasn't so much that Jacob loved and saw what was special about Joseph. It was that God. Amen. Jacob was merely obedient. So, so then when people see you 
driving in your nice car. You thought it had something to do with you as to why they're hating on you. But they're seeing something on you. And they don't know what it is. And they haven't learned that God is no respecter of persons, which means that if God did it for me, he will, in fact, do it for you. But you've got to be willing to do what I do. You got to be willing to fight when I fight. You got to be willing to stand when I stand. You got to be willing to go after this thing and get it and realize that God is not a respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. And so now that puts us at a place where I'm not in competition with you. When God blesses me with something, that doesn't deplete the reserve. It's like a candle. A candle does not lose its flame when it lights another one. And God has the ability to put the blessing on you. And it literally will cause you to be separate from everyone else. And so while you walk around with your coat on, and people look at you and be like, look at that dreamer. Look at that... I don't know why he think he's something special. I am. I'm a king's kid. I'm a child of the most high God. See, I feel feel like we don't get an understanding of people like David. Where David comes to the battle and all these people are running and hiding. David's like, is there not a cause? And, And the first thing, his brother's saying, you just came here to be naughty and to be nosy. He's like, no, I came to bring y'all some lunch. But I had no idea chicken was already here. (laughs) And then he said, who is this uncircumcised, non-covenant having, non-Bible believing, heathen, who dares to defy the armies of the living God. And he said, well, let me explain something to you. There was a bear once, and I handled him. There was a lion once, and I handled him. So then trust me when I tell you, this same Philistine will be just like one of them when I get done with him. Because who is it? That dares to defy the blessed of God. Who is it that dares to defy the one who knows who their God is. That walks in their garb and knows I am a believer. I'm a child of him. I'm not fighting to get a victory. I already have the victory. And so they said, behold, the dreamer cometh. Behold. (laughs) That one who sees beyond where we see. I'm never more amazed than when you get around people that you force them to stretch. I I, I, I remember one time I was was having uh, brunch with with some people. And... um, they just kept bringing up how much it costs. Never forget it. And so 
I got up and went to the bathroom. And I just paid for it. Came back, didn't say a word. So everybody's sitting around waiting for the check to come. I'm like, all right, let's go. They're like, <laughs> we, we ain't going to dine and dash, are we? <laughs> I'm like, no, it's been taken care of. What do you mean it's been taken care of? It's done. It's over. Paid for it. It's over. Let's go. Well, well, well listen, if you're going to complain about it, then you have a problem with it that I don't have. So I'm going to go ahead and handle it. It wasn't until maybe a year later that I heard from this particular individual how mad they were that I did that. But they got the point. See, when you get around people that cause you to stretch, I don't, listen, I don't hang with chickens. Chickens want to hang with me. But what you don't realize is it's not that I don't like you. It's just I don't want to agitate you. Because if you're going to run with the big dogs, then you're going to have to run with the big dogs. And if you don't, then stay on the porch. It's really that simple. And people really do struggle when you cause them to stretch. They, they get hurt. They get emotional. You mean tell me you're, you're, you're forcing me out of my comfort zone? Yes. Because I'm supposed to. People in your life should force you out of your comfort zone. When I watch mom and dad travel and do all the stuff they do and, and, and at their age, it makes me feel like I am slow. I'm like, dear God, he's what, 67, 66, 65. And I'm like, dear God, I got to do more. They running wide open. See, when you get around people that kind of, it, it just stirs you up. You know, it, could, it stirs up. It stirs up the right type of people. Because <laughs> after I'm done, I'm like, babe, we got to do more. We got to get after more. We got to make this happen. This, this, this is unacceptable. We can't be tired and be as young as we are. <laughs> because, see, when you have the right things that you measure against, your image becomes different. <clears throat> this is the nature of... See, the, the, there's a word called kairos. And a kairos moment is a moment where God uh, penetrates out of eternity into the timeline of time. And people call it a kairos moment. In other words, it's the moment you've all had them. You've all had those moments where you're like, oh, that's it. And it's where God begins to reveal something or to share something with you that seems right at the appropriate moment. And some people call it a, a Kairos moment. And <clears throat> what that is, is God, see, God doesn't operate in time. You do. So with God not operating in time, in order for him to deal with you, he has to give you understanding as well as the wisdom to apply it. This is why... Um, People think you can sow your way into abundance. There are laws of sowing and reaping. There are. And that's the baseline. But you will never get into abundance merely by sowing and reaping. 
And this is what we're going to talk about <laughs> tonight. <laughs> but what I want you to understand is to get to this place, God has to literally break eternity into the timeline of man to help you understand certain things and to get you where you need to be. So when they called him a dreamer, what God had done for him, some of you now will figure out where I'm going in just a second. What God did for him was to reveal to him a moment in time that was in eternity. Because God sees the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning. He sees it all at the same time. So when you do something stupid, God wasn't expecting you to do something stupid. But the moment you did it, he knew exactly the outcome of it. This is why when he saw Adam and Eve, he said, what did y'all do? Y'all have forever altered. So now I can't leave you in eternity like this. So I got to throw you out of the garden because if you eat, you will remain in this state for eternity and there's nothing I could do. You got to leave. Do you understand? So then when they said the dreamer cometh, the dreamer had received the Kairos moment with God, that God revealed to him something in eternity, but never told him what you're going to have to learn on your way to the palace. He showed him what no one else could see. And then the problem is that once you have an image that is bigger than your capabilities then the struggle is on because then you begin to believe is that really God and he chose me and and if you're not careful even while you are experiencing successes you will still feel inadequate you will still feel like this can't be true am I am I just silly what, what's wrong with me why do I have an image that doesn't seem to match up with what other people expect? And so then people you're friends with, all of a sudden, you have a greater image of what could be. And they call you the dreamer. And then you get around your family who has a very limited view of what it is, and then they call you the dreamer. You just, you just think you're special. You just think one of these days somebody's going to knock you off your high horse. I don't have a high horse. I have a higher vision. I don't have a high horse. I got a better image. And because I have a better image, God revealed it to me out of eternity and brought it into time at a certain moment so that I would begin to see what was possible and to know that greater is available unto me, not because I'm special, but because God chose me. And when he chose me, he called me. And when he called me, he anointed me. And when he anointed me, he appointed me. And now I've got to work through Figuring out, okay, Lord, I get the what, but you ain't told me the how, and you ain't told me the when. So all through this now, I have to be a container of a vision and a dream 
that you haven't showed to anyone else yet. And now you told me to go build an ark? And all these people are walking by going, um, bruh, what you doing? I'm building an ark. For what? It's coming. What's coming? Hey, hey, when you get to Main Street, hang a right. Go by Noah's house. You got to see this monstrosity this dude's building. <laughs> Could you imagine if he'd have listened to the people that said, listen, all you need is a 24-foot boat. Just build that. It's easy. It'll be fast. It'll be done. When the first elephant showed up, he'd have been like, But yet you let people, but you let people who don't have your dream, wasn't revealed to, to them, they have no understanding of what God can do, and more importantly, some of them are even saved. And then you, 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 you then, and, and here's what you try to do, then you try to explain it. There are things, my wife is real good at explaining stuff to Ari. I'm not. If I think it's above your pay scale, you won't get an explanation from me. Daddy, what does this mean? Nothing. <laughs> then she'll go to her and she'll say, okay, Ari, listen, this is what it means. I'm not that guy. If it's above your, I don't have time. To sit here, I, I told you, she came to me talking about it's one, two, three, five. I said, no, it's one, two, three, four, five. No, Dad, it's one, two, three, five. No, it's one, two, three, four, then five. No, it's not. It's one, two, three, five. I'm done talking to you. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and argue with a four-year-old. I ain't fitting to do it. I'm not going to explain my dream to you. I'm not going to explain what God told me to do. I'm not going to waste my time trying to bring you out of your spirit of poverty to get you to a place to see what was revealed unto me. If you want it, hook up, let's go get it. If you don't want it, then sit down and be quiet and watch me work. And when you need some money, I'll be there to lend it to you. When you need your bills paid, I will be there to pay it for you. But don't think that a five, because see, five talent people are always criticized by one talent people. A five talent person knows another five talent person. <sighs> Look at Hebrews 4. One. Hebrews 4. One. Let us therefore fear lest the promise being left of us entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come what? Verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto. But the word preached did not. Not being mixed. <coughs> Where is it supposed to be mixed? Look. Not being mixed. 
For unto us was the gospel as well as unto them. That means you could be in a room. There's probably 200 people, I think, in this room. You could be in this room. And do you realize the person next to you could have heard the gospel, same gospel, same preaching, and it not profit them, but profit you? And look what it says, not being mixed with where? So, so where is faith mixed? So then people think that the gospel leads to power. That's what they think. The gospel leads me to power. What they don't understand is the gospel is. If I was uh, baking a cake and, um, and I was putting in baking powder, baking powder is a leavening agent which causes it to rise. If I put the baking powder right next to the bowl, I mean right next to it, even touching the bowl. But it's not in the bowl. Does the baking powder give me power? Or is the baking powder the power? So then the only way that it works though it don't work no other way. It's one thing to have a bar of soap. not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Notice what he said, verse 1. He said, the thing you ought to be afraid of is missing it. He said, if you had some fear, the fear should be to fall short. The fear should be, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to come short of what is possible. He said, and the reason why it didn't profit, and and, and let's, let's, let's check something real quick, just so I can make sure we're were biblically correct. Verse 2. Does that say prophet as in P-R-O-P-H-E-T? As in prophesy? It says prophet. You know what a prophet is? Increase. Increase. It's having something left over. See, see if, if some of you would run your family like a business, you'd have more. Because you'd realize you can't put that sweater on your credit card that costs $50 today, and by the time you're done with it, it costs you 1000 because you carried it for 10 years. If you ran it thinking of profit, you begin to realize revenue has to exceed expenses in order to create profit. Profit is when you have something left over so the reason why they had nothing left over the reason why they had more month than money the reason why they couldn't get to a place of abundance beyond where they were was because the gospel was preached the power was presented but they didn't mix it with their belief and, and, and more importantly, 
They didn't mix it in them. That hurt it. <clears throat> Look at uh, Romans one eighteen. Lord God, where does the time go, y'all? Romans one eighteen. <clears throat> Let's put that in the King James if it's not, it is good. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath what? For the invisible, thing, the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. If you think you could walk around this world and see all the wonderful things that are in this world, the, the dynamics of the human body and the nature of how you were created and put together. And if you, it takes, in my opinion, it takes more to believe we slid off an ice cube than it does for me to believe. It's easier for me to believe in divine creation. It's easier for me to believe that all of this that has occurred, all the things that God has created, just looking around, he said, so that you're without excuse. For you not to believe and to see all of this, you are without excuse. Because you can look at the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without, keep going. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were they thankful, but became vain in their, their foolish heart was professing themselves to be wise. They became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an into an like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creepy things. In other words, <clears throat> they had a God image that they rationed down, rationalized into a human image. And he said in the moment they rationalized it into a human image look at verse 24 wherefore God also gave them up to the uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever amen for this cause God gave them up to their vile Can we go to 20? There you go. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change their natural use into that which is against nature. He said, please hear me. He gave them 
a clear image of what it should be. And because they changed it, he gave it up to them. He gave them over to them. And you're wondering why people can't hear you when you talk about certain subjects. You start talking about certain things concerning sexuality. He said women gave up their natural use of being with a husband and started being with other women. And he said, so I gave them over to them. If that's what they wanted, I said it. If this is what you want, then this is what you get. And people think God is going to come down and wrestle with you to get you to change your mind about what we all had to accept by faith. We all had to accept it by faith. To tell you there was a man who was born of a virgin, she had no uh, prior intimacy with any other man, her potential husband comes home, not even her husband. You can get over it if it's a fair, right? Y'all can work through it. But you ain't going to cheat on me before we get married and think I'm going to keep going down this road. But she, so she's like, look, Joseph, here, here, here's the issue. Um, I'm pregnant. He's like, Bahu. Um, see, that's. Um, what had happened was. For you to believe that. And then to believe that he lived on this earth for 30 years. Then started a ministry for three years. And did all kinds of miracles that we know of. And then died, buried, resurrected, and ascended. And is still reigning and ruling and alive, forever making intercession for the saints today. For you to believe that, that you had to take it by faith and mix it on the inside of yourself. And people want you to mix it for them. It is not my job to defend the gospel. My job is to proclaim it. If you want it, you can have it. If you don't want it, then hang on to whatever craziness you want to hang on to. But quit thinking that I'm going to come wrestle with you and fight with you to get you to believe what I had to believe by faith. Because I had to get it by faith, so do you. And when you mix it on the inside, there's an inward conviction that comes that says, I know that I know that I know. It's not what I thought. It's not what I heard. It's what I know. And it's on the inside, and I believe. That's why I said he gave him over to it. Because for you to deny it and think God's going to come and wrestle, if he would just convince me. Are you serious? He didn't convince me. I had to first believe. Now, don't get me wrong. He has now done things that I am thoroughly convinced. But the truth of the matter, it doesn't start that way. And for people to not see how important the image on the inside of them is. They had no idea when they said, look, here comes that dreamer. You know what they were really saying? Here comes the one that's got a vision bigger than mine. 
You're all about this Jesus stuff, ain't you? You know what they're saying to you? Look at the one who's got a vision way bigger than mine. You really believe God's going to prosper you. You know what they're really saying? <laughs> Look at the one who's got a vision that's way bigger than mine. And I will not take what God has revealed unto me, the image that He's given to me. He said, because these people changed the image. And when they changed it, See, <clears throat> how we view things is completely idiosyncratic to us. And the problem is that's how we view God. It's never more apparent than when you go to a funeral. When you go to a funeral, you know, you have that one person that's like the dedicated crier. <laughs> and... You're like, did you even know this person? No, not really. <laughs> okay, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Get yourself together. You don't even know. I know people, they hear about somebody passing on television. It's like, did you know them? No, but it's so terrible. Okay, wait a minute. Pull yourself together. And then you can see other people that are celebrating someone's life. And they know, I'll see you again. And, and the only difference is the view. It's the only difference is the knowledge that person has. And what they've mixed. It's the image that they have. And see, when you have a greater image, you're not moved by smaller things. There's a proverb that says... That a lion does not turn around when a small dog barks. <laughs> There's no lion that's like hearing yip dog. You know them little dogs. Listen, I have no problem with little dogs. But if you're a big man. <laughs> see you walking down the street with the. <laughs> Come on, y'all. You got you. Help me out a little bit, okay? Y'all know, y'all see this big old dude. With this <laughs> Lions don't turn around when a small dog barks. They hear it and they just keep it moving. Unless they're hungry. <laughs> see, <clears throat> you have to begin to understand that the things that God has put on the inside of you, you're a dreamer. And more importantly, there's nothing wrong with that. Because when you have a dream on the inside of you, because your image is different, you interpret God differently. This is why people who have terrible fathers, naturally, have a real hard time believing God as a father. Because they struggle with what that image actually looks like. You mean to tell me that I can have a father that won't abuse me? You can tell me I can have a father who actually cares for me? You mean to tell me I can have a father who actually is present? 
You mean tell me I can have? Yes. Yes. And, and, and when you start to get that image built on the inside of you, now you can mix that with some faith. Because look at uh, Hebrews 11. 1. Hebrews 11. 1. <coughs> now faith. When faith? Now. When? Now. What kind of faith? Now. When is it? Now. Okay, when is it now? now? Okay, hold on. How about now? Now faith is what? Of and of. That word evidence means the title deed. It means the title deed. So then now faith is the substance of things. Just for the sake of this discussion, I want you to just think about something. Change that word hoped into what your image is. So in other words, now faith is the substance of what your image is. The title deed to what you can't see. For some of you, for some of you, that's exciting. For some of you, that's an indictment. Because whatever your image is, if your image is poverty then your faith is the substance to your poverty. If your image is sickness, then your faith is the substance to your sickness. It's the substance of what you're hoping for, what you're expecting, the image you've got on the inside of you. When I, <clears throat> We were in Houston not too long ago, and we were going to one of Dad's meetings, and, um, you know, we were at the... Um, the car rental place. And so we had ordered a certain car. And when I got there, they're like, they pulled this game on you. I don't know if anybody's ever rented a car here lately, but this is the game they pull. They'll tell you, oh, we don't have any more of those. And they never say we had to upgrade you. They say we just had to switch you out with something else. So, so he just went on. I said, whoa, stop. What is the something else? He goes, I, I don't know. I said, well, you can stop punching on that computer <laughs> until you tell me what that something else is. So he's like, well, I'm going to have to call to the, to the dispatch and find out. <laughs> you better call Tyrone. <laughs> call him. <laughs> so he gets on the phone, and he's like, all right, what do we have over there? He's telling me what they have. I'm like, no. He's like, well, no. I have an expectation. Right. I have an expectation. And I'm, if I come here and I'm going to pay you for a week what I pay for a month for my car, then it better be better than or at least equal to. But you ain't going to pack me in no hatchback two-door with kneecaps in my chest, can't breathe. You, I, I have an expectation. And so now you are not managing your database. You are managing my expectations. And until you tell me something that fits my expectation, why? Because I'm a dreamer. 
and I already have a vision that's beyond where we are. So don't give me what we already got. I need something better. I need something different. I need something that shows me that you are heading in the same direction that I am. I'm not coming backwards. I done been there and done that. Well, it might cost you a little more. I, I don't care. What is it going to cost me riding two hours with my kneecaps in my chest? Get out and need a chiropractic adjustment. If I can get out at all. So then if faith is the substance of the things I hope for, then how many of you understand it's not you need more faith? Because I feel like I just need more faith. If the Bible says if you had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you ever seen a mustard seed? You ever seen how small it is? So then why would you then say, I need more faith? You don't need more faith. You need a better image. You need to stop running with chickens. There's some people that are in your life that are friends. You've, I, I've known them for years. They got to go. They ain't helping. They're not bringing you a better vision. They're not helping. They're just not helping you. Well, you know, I, I just, I love my family. Well, I can love my family too, but they're not going to dictate my dream. We don't even need to talk about my dream. We can talk about the weather. I'm not, I'm not playing with you. There are people in my own family. I find things to talk about. How's the church doing? I'd be like, uh, tell me about the weather. What's the weather like over there? Really? It's that hot? It's, it's 80? Oh, that's hot. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, <laughs> I find a place to hook up because what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to let you degrade my dream. I'm not going to let you try to convince me my dream is not possible. I'm not going to let you convince me that what God told me is not going to happen. Because if he said it, he shall bring it to pass. So then I begin to hope. And then what I do is I get the deed to it. So that when people say, you really think that's going to happen? Look, here's the deed. Well, I don't see it yet. Well, the deed is evidence of what you can't see. But I have it. And once I have it on the inside... I remember one time a minister was talking about uh, the ka-ching of faith. I never forgot it. Some of y'all are too young to understand this example I'm about to give you. But there used to be a time where you had to use a payphone. <laughs> and, and the payphone, it was like 10 cents. Actually, it was five and it was like 10. This is in my era. And then it was like a quarter. And what would happen is you would put the quarter in, and then you would dial your, your call on the phone, a pay phone, outside, <laughs> on the corner, right? Because somebody hits you on the pager. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, what's he talking about? So, so they hit you on a pager, right? So then you got to pull over and find a phone. And so then you, you, you know, just imagine getting a text message 
that's all numbers and you can't respond from the device. That's what a pager is. So you put the quarter in and you dial the number. Ring, 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 ring. If they never answer, when you hang up the phone, the quarter drops out. You take your quarter and you go. If they answer the call, the moment they answer and a connection is made, the quarter drops into the reservoir where the rest of the coins are, and you hear a ka-chink. You hear it hitting the rest of the quarters. You hear it dropping in your spirit. See, there's a piece of faith where people think, I put the quarter in. The call ain't connected yet. And when you get it on the inside of you to where you're like, hello, God? Yeah, I see it. Yeah, I'm after it. Yeah, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. There's a drop that happens. It drops in your spirit. Now you can't deny. The call's been paid for. The call is done. You are now connected. It's the ka-ching of faith. It drops in your spirit. And you're like, I got it now. Now when people try to come talk to you. You sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Are, are you sure you're sure? Yes. It, it, it's dropped in my spirit. I got it. And the problem is you got thieves. Because the Bible says he comes immediately. As soon as you put that quarter in, he's not there. He doesn't want to talk to you. He's not going to answer your call. You know you dialed the wrong number. And the whole time. Did you, did you notice that the Bible never says all things are easy? It says all things are possible. I'll preach this side. He never said all things are easy. He said all things are possible. Which means it's capable of coming to pass. But if you won't mix it, then you get no profit. Look, look at... Look at um, Oh, my God, you ain't ready for this one. <laughs> Psalms 35, 27. Da, 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 da. Psalms 35, 27. Let them. Let them. Let them. And be that favor my, yay, let them say, let the Lord, which has in of his, hold on, 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 is God sovereign? Is God capable of doing more than you could ask or think? So then you magnifying God doesn't make him any bigger. You are not over him. He's over you. So then there is nothing you can do to make God physically bigger. So when he says, let the Lord be magnified, what is he telling you? Magnified in you. 
Make him bigger in you. Quit telling the giants how big they are. And start telling the giants how big your God is. Magnifying God is on the inside of you. God, I thank you that you keep me in your hand. God, I thank you that you'll prosper me. God, I thank you that you delivered me from sickness, from poverty, from lack. You're making him bigger on the inside of you. You're mixing it with faith. You're stirring it up. You're getting that thing mixed. So that when your cake comes out, one side ain't sitting like this. Talking about what happened to the other side. You didn't mix it. How come I don't have, you didn't mix it. Why don't I have, you didn't mix it. It's got to be mixed with faith on the inside of you. And pride will mess you up. Because it'll put you before what God has told you. And the realities are that the truth is we have to understand how to make God bigger on the inside of us. That's what the magnification is for. When you look at something with magnification, it doesn't change. It just allows you to see it better. When you wear glasses, the words don't change because you put on glasses. It just becomes more... Look at, look at, uh, look at, uh, let's see. I don't know where the time goes, y'all. I really don't. I just don't know. Listen, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> let's go to Ephesians 3.20. I, I, I feel something pushing me here, so we're going to have to work this one. You ready? Now unto him that is able. To do what? Stop, 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 stop. Now unto him that is able to do what? Stop. I like exceeding. I really do. You could put a period right there and I'm good. If you tell me that he can exceed, I'm cool with it. Right? But then he says, I could stop there. If you just told me he can do abundantly, I'm good. Then he says, exceedingly, abundantly, above. Can I, can I ask you just to do a be honest for a moment? Just do a be honest. I really want you to think about this for a second. Roll with me into your sanctified mind for just a moment. And think of the best case scenario of any outcome of your life. What is the best that you could imagine? If it's healing, what does that look like? If it's financially, what does that look like? Whatever it is, just think to a moment to the best of what it could be. And then realize he can do exceedingly, <laughs> abundantly, above all that we ask or can even think. Then notice what he says. According or in relation to. See, that's a fraction. You know how they say? Five out of, or four out of five dentists recommend Crest toothpaste. They're telling you it's a fraction. They're saying of every four out of five doctors, four of them recommend our product. It's relation to. Four to every five. He's saying according to. So the, the ability for him to do exceedingly above all you could ask or think 
is in relation to, fractionally, to the power that worketh. It is never what can he do. It is what can you believe him for. People think, oh, well, you know, <coughs> you know, God can do anything. God is able. We know that. I know that. You know that. Satan even knows that. The Bible says the demons know that and tremble. Did you know that? You know you can have demon faith? You can have demon faith. The Bible calls it, it says that demons know that God is. And they tremble. Yet they do nothing with it. They do no good with it. So then look at this. It's according to what? And where? So if I want a greater manifestation, I've got to get a greater image. I've got I to get more on the inside of me. If I want to know what it looks like, then I've got to walk around in it. One, one of the things that uh, we do with them when we go places and we travel together and, and go on vacation and stuff together, we'll go look at the houses. We'll just drive around. We look at stuff like <coughs> house starts at one block and ends on the next block. We like that's what I'm talking about. You know what it does? It, it builds on the inside of you. Because because I'm telling you, when when we go to you you listen, God is like the mafia. You don't really retire. You die out. I mean, you know, there's no such real, there's really no such thing as retirement. And so you're in this for life. You know what I'm talking about? Huh? Forget about it, huh? This is the way it is over here. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. It's just, you know, you come in, bada bing, bada boom, you never leave. If you leave, you leave toes up. You know what I'm talking about? So, but when we retire, I'm not trying to find no small house that we... We, we, listen, if I got to have an intercom, yes. uh, <laughs> baby, where are you? <laughs> I'm skinny dipping in the pool <laughs> on the way. <laughs> Might take me two hours to get there, but I don't care. Because, listen, what works in you is what God can do. And if it ain't working in you, that's why when they called him a dreamer, they didn't realize they were cementing the dream. See, a lot of people, when they're hating on you, they don't realize they're cementing the dream. You want to know why? Because they're God's mixers. They're helping to mix this thing in you. Because he wants to know the only way you can mix something is to agitate it. That's why some washer machines have an agitate. So quit being upset. And realize every time somebody's coming against your dream, all they're doing is helping you to 
Let's go to uh, let's go to James. James chapter one. They turn the clock off. <laughs> Wait till I talk to your pastor. They didn't turn the clock off. All right, I'm cool with it. James chapter one, verse two. James chapter one. Verse 2. My brethren, who's brethren? Say I. My brethren, count it all joy. He's talking to you. Count it all joy. Not if. Not if. But when. When you fall into Knowing this, what, is it, what do you know? But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth, and it shall be what? But, let him ask in nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and toss. For let not that man, which man? Which one? The one that wavereth. Think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A, <clears throat> so is that man double-minded? <coughs> so if that man is double-minded, and he said that man is a man who wavers, and he is what? You ever met some unstable folks? People that can laugh and cry at the same time? Don't hang with people that can laugh and cry at the same time. If, if you can laugh and legitimately cry at the same time, you, you got no buffer. You know what I'm saying? Like most people, they have a, they, they got this little thing in their frontal lobe <laughs> that like blocks certain things. You just can't get there. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I saw this documentary on, 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 on uh, serial killers. And they said there's a, there's a frontal lobe piece that causes them to not go so far. The, the, and, and every normal person has it. And in all the serial killers they interviewed and, and tested, None of them had it. It's like a, it's, it's in the brain. It's just, you know, you just, you just can't go that far. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So anybody that can laugh and cry at the same time, they're unstable. <laughs> you want to know why they're unstable? Because they're double-minded. Yeah. Now, here's the best part about this. <clears throat> the same root word when it talks about hope, hope means an image. Image is also rooted in the word soul. And this word, double-minded, actually means a double-imaged person. Double images, double-minded, double soul. You know what happens when you have a double soul? It's when you're coming out of poverty and you start to get a different image. 
And, and you look at this one and you go, this is what God wants for me. But then you look at this one and you're like, but this is what I've always had. Yeah. And then you look at this one and you're like, but God called me to a greater place. And then you look at this one and it goes, but you'll never get there. And you start. And, and what happens is you, because you have two images. That's why he said, let them shout for joy. There's a story of a grandfather, Native American grandfather. He's talking to his grandson. They are walking. And he says, son, he says, inside of you, there are two wolves. He said, one's a good wolf. The other one's a bad wolf. And he's evil. He said, the good wolf is honest, genuine, kind, loving. He said, but there's the other one who is angry, <coughs> spiteful, strifeful, and just plain evil. He said, and they're always warring against each other. So his grandson looked up and he said, well, okay, which one wins? He said, whichever one you feed. That's why he said, let them shout for joy and be they that favor my. Yea, let them say, let Feed what you believe and starve the old image. And when you begin to mix it up on the inside of you, the old image starts to die. <coughs> you start to believe, hey, it's possible. At first, it was, it was just out there. And then you start to believe, I might I just might, with God's help, I, I might be able to do this. And as you keep mixing, all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And as you keep mixing, I am more than a conqueror. You know, you know, what, you know what more than a conqueror is? See, when a man comes home, with his paycheck and he's worked all week and he, he's conquered life. He's got his check, right? He's conquered it, right? He comes home, he's got his paycheck and then he turns it over to his wife. She's more than a conqueror. <laughs> so, do you understand? When, when you start mixing it on the inside of you, you start to actually, wait a minute. This is actually possible. We could do this. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I actually think we can. And then you keep mixing. Right? And all the haters start coming. And so now you've got to encourage yourself in the Lord. You've got to build yourself up like David said, I had to encourage myself. You better learn that there are going to be things you're going to have to go through that ain't nobody going to be able to tell you how to handle it or what to do. You're going to have to encourage yourself. You're going to have to stir up the gift that's on the inside of you. You're going to have to make a decision. Are you going to follow God and be a dreamer? And so you then get to a place where you're like, wait a minute. It's already done. <laughs> it's already done. You think you're going to It's already done. You think God, it's already done. You really, hold on, Let, let's be honest for a moment. Come on, be, this, it's me you're talking to. You really think God's going to do it? It's already done. 
Now I'm at the place where I am no longer unstable. I am no longer wavering. Because God said, if you come to me, you must believe that I am and that I'm a rewarder of those that diligently seek me. You've got to come to God and know. Listen, it's not about, because some people will pray, well, God, if it be your will. What are you talking about? If you don't know his will, get into his word until you know his will. Once you know his will concerning your life, then pray according to his will. And stop saying, if it be thy will, and say, Lord, according to your will. And now you start to see greater manifestations. Dad Hagen used to tell a story about a guy who's a minister, and he would travel. And after he'd leave a particular church, he'd tell him, he'd say, listen, I want all y'all to pray for me. He said, I just want all y'all to pray for me. He'd go to another church and preach. He said, I want y'all, all y'all to pray for me. I'm struggling with this uh, particular illness, and I want all y'all to pray for me. Everywhere he went, he would just keep saying, I want y'all to pray for me. There's no biblical support to say that the more people praying, somehow God, God is not deaf. He doesn't need 10,000 people to shout it at him. And the Lord dealt with him and said, stop asking everybody else to do the heavy lifting. You believe me for it. My promise is to you. And that's how he got himself where he needed to be. Because, see, you can't try to have other people do it for you. You're going to have to quit saying things you don't want. I'm amazed at how many people find a place to vent on Facebook and Twitter and all that nonsense. Venting is a sign of a poor prayer life. I don't need to put my stuff out. Facebook is not my God. If I want to talk to God, I talk directly to him. He's given me promises. There are over 7,000 promises in the Bible, and I want them all. I don't want 6,999 of them. I want them all. And God said I could have it, and I want it. And it's our responsibility to know our authority and to quit messing with people who don't believe. Do you know, real quick, and I'm, I'm sure I'm over my time, so I'm done. But let me just share this one thing with you. You know what the Bible tells you to be, to not be, be not unequally yoked with unbelievers? Right? How many of you know it says that? Okay. <clears throat> Do you know that same, that word unbeliever means without pistis, without faith. That same word is used in Matthew 18 when it says to you, because people don't understand how to deal with conflict. Right? The Bible tells you if you're going to deal with conflict, you bring it to the person. If they won't change, then you get other people around. And you bring them in and you address it in front of other people. And if they still won't hear it, then you bring it before the church. Right? It says that if they won't hear you, treat them as an unbeliever. So then an unbeliever is not someone who is not saved. Everybody thinks when it says be unequally yoked un- or not be equally yoked to an unbeliever, they think that just means salvation. That doesn't just mean salvation. What it means is you don't believe. 
like I believe. And there's nothing worse than having people around you that don't believe the way you believe. Because if you're not careful, they'll talk you out of your prosperity. If you're not careful, they will talk you out of your healing. If you are not careful, they will talk you out of your faith. If you are not careful, they'll start getting you to believe what they believe. This is why you got to turn your back on certain folks. I can't stay with you like this. I need to be yoked with people that when they have heard that all hell is broken loose, they come up the side and say, listen, let's get it. Let's call these things that are not as though they are. I got your back. Let's come into agreement. Let's fight this thing. Can you imagine being married to somebody who ain't in the position... Listen, when we have problems in our house, we come together. And she will get after it. Don't, don't take all the makeup and the hair and all that stuff. Don't let that stuff fool you. She will get down and dirty with the whole situation. Like, devil, you cannot have my house. Devil, you can't have. I need somebody like that. Some of y'all go to crying over the dumbest stuff. I need somebody. If it comes against my child, I need you to stand. What if I ain't there? You're going to call me on the talking about wait till your father gets home. You're going to tell the devil, wait till. No, I got to be around people that got some faith, baby. Something goes south, they know how to call down. Dispatch angels, release power. It says the prayers of the righteous makes tremendous power available. 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 But you're going to have to direct it. The power is available. But I need somebody who knows how to. What, you know, what if I can't, I got a gun and just be shooting all over. No, 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 no. We got to have somebody who knows how to. And this is what God is trying to get us to understand. When they called him a dreamer, they had no idea what they were really saying. You want to call me a dreamer? I am a dreamer. But I tell you what, I'd rather shoot for the moon and land among the stars than to number myself among the mediocre who will never accomplish a thing. Because if God be for me, who can stand against me? If God's on my side and he's called me and he's given me a vision of where we're going, then I understand I'm just like Joseph. And, and yes, I may have been in the pit. I might still be in the pit. Yes, I might have ended up in prison. Might even still be in prison. But the truth of the matter is, this is a layover. That's all this is, is a layover. You do know I have never gotten off the plane in a layover and been like, why am I here? I don't like the scenery here. I don't like the weather here. That ain't my destination. That's merely a layover. I'm going to the palace. So when I'm in the pit, I'm going to the palace. When I'm in the prison, I'm going to the palace. When I'm in the struggle, I'm going to the palace. When things don't look right, I'm going to the palace. Because that's where God called me to go. And I spend no time worrying about this. Because these are the things I've learned on my way to the palace. <laughs> Let's pray. Father. We thank you. 
We thank you that you are moving in so many ways and in so many people's lives. Father, we thank you for a Joseph generation, a Joseph group that's truly willing to believe you that they can be a light in a dark land. That they can truly believe you to be effective for your kingdom use. We'll not take our gifts to the world. We're going to utilize them to be the church so that when the world needs something, they will see the light that's on us. They will see that we are truly blessed. And we are careful that we will never take credit for it. Because none of this has anything to do with us. But we will always be careful to give glory to God. We will always be careful to say, you could have this too. You could be this too. You could get this too. And more. Because Jesus is the one who makes all of this possible. Jesus is the one who purchased us out so that we could be separate. Father, we're grateful for the sacrifice that was made. We're grateful for the blood that was shed that causes us to walk in the victory. We thank you for it. We give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um, just be seated for a second. Um, we have one more.